Hello, hello. I'm Alva. And I'm Erica. And this is Sisters Getting Down to Business. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we're going to try something new for our third episode, and it's going to be win of the week. Yeah. And we're just going to talk about some of the, like, one thing each of what we've accomplished this week. Yes. So, one thing I've accomplished this week is getting into Facebook and um, doing more promoting of my freebie in Facebook. So I'm really trying to get that email list together. Um, well, I guess not together. I'm trying to grow build. the email list. There you go, yeah. build. Um, <laughs> and so I've been promoting on, on Instagram on my account, but I've been trying to get into some decluttering groups and talk to folks and anyone who it sounds like they could use it, I've been sending it to them. So that's been going well. It's a little slow, but you know, slow and steady wins the race. So that's what I'm, I'm focused on. That was definitely a win this week. I have to keep it going, um, moving forward. Yeah. It's all, it's all about that consistency. Just curious. What, um, was the post? What did you post in the groups? Yeah. So I posted, what's your biggest challenge with getting started? Because my guide mm. is a quick start guide. So what's your biggest mm. challenge to getting started with decluttering and organizing? And then I would like respond to their challenges. And I actually, people, everyone had pretty much the same challenge, um, even though there was like 180 people who responded, which was crazy and I wasn't ready for. So I still <laughs> haven't gotten through all of them. Um, but I've started responding um, with like when they're like time or getting motivated, whatever the challenge was, I ended up just starting to copy and paste my response because I was like, this is too much. Everybody has the same challenge and it's a lot. So um, I would like put my response in and start a conversation. And then I would just say, because, you know, many Facebook groups say you can't promote in them. Yeah. So I would, you know, ask like, hey, can I send you a um, direct message or a private message? to share something with you like why not after I had started a little bit of a conversation and then I would share in the dm the link to my guide sweet that's really smart to ask that question that's like a boot up to your guide I like that Mm -hmm. I like that approach yeah thanks so what was your win this week well I did my first webinar yay cue the confetti (laughs) I was really uh you know it was I was nervous at first like I think putting it more so thinking about it and putting it together than I was actually doing it Mm -hmm. because I know this is a conversation we've had before before but to say it here the type of things that I built up for myself in my own mind had me just nervous and, uh, and fearful of nothing of absolutely nothing. It was perfectly fine. I created my presentation with a Canva template Mm -hmm. and it was beautiful. It was very clean. Um, It was simple. There was no bells and whistles, nothing flying around. And it really just delivered the message. And then I did a demo of how to arrange your flowers with your style and to suit your energy and I got some good feedback so I was super stoked on that yeah what was the feedback um that they learned a lot learned a lot learned how they were killing their flowers (laughs) which I said is totally (laughs) understandable used to used to be me 
and just understanding what the process is and how to take that process and make it your own. So that was pretty um, neat to see. And I saw some of the arrangements that they made. So that was nice too. Oh, that's awesome. So that's really good. It's like your first time getting out there and people responding to your product. So that's a huge, huge step in the right direction. Yep. Just like you said, got to keep going. Got to take it to the next level now. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yay. All right. So awesome. We are moving forward, both of us. Um, So I really like the idea of win of the week. I'm excited to keep doing that um, in our upcoming episodes. Um, So let's get into the topic of this week. Um, This week's episode is going to be about choosing your business topic. Mm -hmm. Um, So we both have gone through a lot of different steps and and, um, trials of choosing a business topic before landing where we're at right now. And so we thought it can't just be us. Um, We're sure that a lot of you out there are um, either just decided on your topic or still trying to decide on your topic um, and trying different things and really trying to figure out what is the best topic or the best idea for your business. And so we thought we would come together with four different tips um, that we used as we decided our top, our business topics, and um, they helped us to get to where we're at and landing on what we um, are working on now. So we're excited to share four different tips that will help you to choose a topic for your business. Um, I'm going to jump right into the first one. And the first yeah. tip is to let it be in harmony with the rest of your life. Um, so we both, um, both Alva and I have nine to five jobs and we're starting our businesses as side businesses right now. Um, and it's really, was really important for us as we decided on our topics that these topics, these ideas actually worked with, um, the rest of our lives. So, um, for me, I'm in education nine to five and I had toyed around with the idea of, doing something education related. So I had thought about helping teachers. I had thought about helping principals because I've been a principal. I had thought about um, creating curriculum. I thought about being a consultant for other schools. I had all of these (laughs) ideas. I've been in education for a long time. (laughs) I know you guys are like, whoa, what? Where are we going with this? But I have been in education for over 12 years now. So I had, and I've had a number of different roles from like teachers to leader, all that. And so I had a lot of different ideas for um, education roles. And at the end of the day, every time I landed on an education business idea, it just didn't sit well. Like there was just something Mm -hmm. that didn't feel right about um, doing something in education while I was still working at a school. Um, I felt like there was some type of conflict of interest there, whether or not that was real or perceived. And, you know, maybe my school would have been so happy for me. And, um, and I know some schools, it is um, normal for their employees to be doing other things outside of their school. But just with my position within my school and um, how long I've been there. It just didn't feel good and didn't feel right to me. And so I always found myself like not moving forward with the actions I knew to take at starting out a business. 
So like, I never would start the Instagram. I never would start posting and think I would just like stall because it just wasn't in harmony with the rest of my life. So, um, thinking about all the other pieces of you, um, when you're thinking about your business. So whatever ways you identify or, um, specific, um, roles you play for towards other people, just make it like, if you're a mom, if you're, um, a, a father or a brother, if like, it doesn't work for, with those other pieces of you, then it's probably not going to work out. So don't even start it. <laughs> um, <laughs> because you're probably going to waste your time. So yeah, I think just making sure that it fits right. It feels right with every other part of you. So I want to tap on something you said about you're not going to start there on Instagram. You're not going to get your website up or mm-hmm. whatever it is. What I feel both of us, both of us have been there. What is the difference between that feeling and then the general feeling of fear when starting a business? Because I think that's also really important to distinguish when you have found that topic you like and you're just, oh, I'm nervous or like I'm afraid to put it out there versus I can't get this started. Um, For me, I was taking these courses and um, I was like, I need to learn more about the subject. I need to learn more, learn more. Even though I have been in the digital industry for, you know, over five years. So mm-hmm. I've held jobs and had hands-on experience in what I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. I still couldn't get myself to start it or really launch it and do so confident. So I think that's interesting to, to touch on. How do we distinguish that feeling between this is just not right, it's not in harmony with my life, and the general entrepreneur jitters? What do you think about that? That's such a good question. I I don't know if I have a really great answer. I feel like when it was um, not in harmony with my life, I would be doing a lot of behind-the-scenes things, like you said, like taking a course or I would be on Canva making all these pretty things, <laughs> and but but things that no one could see because I was like nervous yeah. about um, other parts of my life seeing that, and not yeah. necessarily versus like now I still get nervous about things, but um, not so much nervous. Like I'm not nervous about if my school sees my new Instagram, I'm like yeah I'm I'm decluttering my house and helping moms do it too like. I'm excited about that. It's something I actually, you know, one question I um, did start to ask myself and I said this to my husband, I said, I feel like, can I, could I talk to a coworker about this? And like the answer was yes. Um, so like if it's, if you're worried about work and it being out of harmony with work or out of, you know, wh- wherever you feel like it could be um, not working with, ask yourself, like, could I talk to this person about it? And if you're like, if there's any like pause of like, mm, I'm not sure, then the answer is probably like, mm, that might not be the right business idea mm-hmm. for you right now. Um, and maybe you should move forward with something else. So I think if you find yourself like hiding from the external world <laughs> and that's how you're building your business, then it's probably not the right business right now. Ooh, that's a good point. Cause I do know so many people talk about this. I have this idea. I want to put this out there, but I don't want to be anywhere. And mm-hmm. it's, it's again, just going back to the point of you want people to know your service or product, not just 
you. You do have to yeah. show some of yourself and your identity. But this also brings me back to when I was starting my first lead magnet. Remember that whole that whole mm-hmm. thing? Yep. With yep. me, and <laughs> I just like. <laughs> We were like doing it at the same time. So sides story related, I was creating, we both were creating our first freebie, our lead magnet. And I had decided on a topic that was in harmony with the rest of my life. And Alva was still stuck on a topic that was totally not in harmony. And literally I'm like, look, look at my lead magnet. Like, look how good it is. Look how far I've gotten. And Alva was just like, yeah, like she hadn't gotten <laughs> yeah I she like couldn't do it I just yeah it was like you were so stuck yeah and I just felt I was questioning everything is this valuable information am I giving not enough am I giving too much and I just could not put my freebie together and it just did not feel right and then yeah. when I changed my my business topic it literally flew off my fingertips in an hour or two it was and it done. was so good. <laughs> so that good. was it. And, and I felt good about it and excited to put it out. Yep. And the thing I will know, they'll say about your first topic, it wasn't because of lack of knowledge. Like you mentioned, you've been in the, in this industry for over five years. Like you knew what to put on the page, but like there was, it was holding you back because you just, it wasn't in harmony. And it for you don't correct me if I'm wrong I love how yeah. I'm speaking for you right now um, <laughs> but for you I don't think it was so much maybe a little bit but not as much as it was for me about like not wanting your coworkers to see it I mean like maybe a little bit but I think there was a little yeah, there was a there was a part for you too that was just like you just aren't in love with it right like yeah. you know like you were more like yeah I I'm fine with doing this nine to five but like I don't want to also have to do this like five to 10 or like whatever time you're working on your business after work. Like you just didn't want to have to continue that topic into a side business. And so like, it could be that you don't want other people to do it, but it also could just be, or to see it rather, it also could just be that you're not that excited about it. And I think that is a perfect segue to our second tip, which is do what you enjoy. So to Erica's point, yeah, I came to the conclusion that I didn't necessarily love what I, I don't necessarily love what I do as my nine to five. I think I'm good at it and I'm very capable. It's just not what I wanted to bring home after work. And then I didn't want to do the same cycle that during the day and then at night and it did not sit right. It did not sit right with my spirit. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was choosing a topic that I did that actually as a hobby and it brings me peace and I shared it with some friends and everyone was excited about it. And I was like, maybe there's something to this. So as I started talking about it more, I realized there really was something there. And on this one, I really just had to go with my own intuition and my own gut and trust that something that yes, it's a hobby, but also that you're skilled at that other people will be interested in it too. And that is a hundred percent the case. And um, it's important to do what you enjoy because as you're building a business, there are, there's definitely going to be ups and downs. Um, Mm -hmm. You are going to be working late sometimes and you're going to be up really early in the morning before work, trying to put resources together, maybe answering emails, um, whatever it may be. And you have to enjoy what you do. 
you have to want to be able to do it when you're tired or Mm -hmm. you really feel like you don't want to work at all. Yep. Yep. That was my exact thing. Like I had to remind myself that I was going to be spending my time on this. (laughs) I know that sounds Mm -hmm. silly. Like, of course, obviously, but like I had to remind myself I'm spending my time on this. And if I don't want to spend my time on it, then I should not be doing it. Like, that's not the right topic. That's not the right idea for me because um, at the end of the day, when you're building your own business, there's no one holding you accountable to it. Like, yes, you can have a business someone else who's building their own business, like you and I have, like that we hold each other accountable. But at the end of the day, if, you know, you and I say, okay, tomorrow we're going to work on our freebie. And I'm like, I didn't get it done. Like, you're not, you're not taking away my money. You're not firing me. Like there's no, (laughs) there's no true real accountability there. So you have to within you really enjoy doing it so that you actually do it. Um, Because if you don't enjoy it, you're probably not going to end up spending your time on it. For sure. And another thing about enjoying it is anything that I enjoy, even as a hobby, I always want to learn more about. I always want to be digging into it. And I think that's important. Um, every industry or field is, is different, but there's always going to be more to learn and to be able to learn to people who have o- from people who have already mastered what you're doing. Um, so that is just really critical as well, that you have to be willing, um, and wanting to learn more about what you're doing. Cause you may not be the absolute master of what you're doing, or as people like to say now, the guru, uh, mm-hmm. which is totally okay. You just have to have that fire to want to run that type of business. Yep. So that's a pretty good transition to the third point. Um, Our third point to help you pick a business topic is to get to know your arena. And Alva just started to talk about, uh, you know, learning from people who are already doing what it is you're doing or are a few steps ahead of you. And so when you're choosing a topic, um, in addition to the first two points we already laid out, one thing you can do to decide if this is the right topic for you to choose is get to know your arena, meaning do some research, look around, see um, who's out there, who's already doing exactly what you want to do or something similar to what you want to do and figure out, you know, different things. How much are they charging? How many customers do they have? Um, You know, what ways are they marketing and see if this is an idea that will actually work for you. Um, Obviously you don't have to be just like them. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying to like go out and just start mimicking them. You never will. And the reason you'll get customers is because they'll want to buy from you versus them. But I'm just saying, um, figure out, is this actually something people are paying for? Um, So my, both of our topics are not like, I think you see out there now online, a lot of people are paying for, others to teach them how to make money and how to build a business. And neither one of our businesses do that. Our businesses do very different things from that. And so I know I had to just do a little research, do a little digging to say, to see, are people actually paying for what I want to sell to them? Like, do people think that this isn't a need so much so that they will give their money for it? Um, And so just look around, try to find out who those folks are. Um, you may end up, like I said, do selling exactly what they sell, but it's coming from you. So it's different. And so people will buy, or you may, you know, 
try to set yourself apart from them and do it in a little different way. So I was able to, I mean, there are a lot of professional organizers out there and I'm not that, <laughs> um, but there are also a couple women who are, do have courses and do sell um, to moms how to declutter and organize their homes. And so my, you know, I'm setting myself apart. I'm trying to do things a little bit differently, but I'm also learning and watching them and seeing, you know, what they've done. So it's, it's totally okay. There is more than enough um, customers, money, things to go around, but definitely before you choose your topic, see if there are people interested in buying what it is you will eventually sell. And from another angle, if like me, I don't like to go down the looking at what other people are doing as much. And it would be really beneficial to just look at your industry or arena as a whole and see where is the white space? Where can you fill that in? Where is there room for innovation? Is there something, where has the industry been? Where is it now? And where is it going? And try to get ahead of the curve and be creative and be innovative because when you're an amateur at something or you aren't the guru, there's room for error and error breeds creativity. So keep that in mind as well that go in to see what is happening in your industry that you can be a creator in and definitely know what competition is doing, but then also know that you are your competition for you. So mm-hmm. yeah, just definitely do, do a lot of research and be um, curious and get into an investigative spirit to understand where you can best fit in and what is your specific niche within your industry. Because there could be a business model that everybody else is doing But you say, you know what, that just doesn't resonate with me. And you create something completely different. So don't be afraid to step out just because you see competition or, I mean, if you consider it competition, you see others in your area doing things one way, feel like, okay, this is the mold. Know that you can step in the completely opposite direction and have your own audience and be 100% successful doing that. Yeah. Do you feel like you have an example of how you've done that so far? Um, well, for one, when I looked, when I did go down that very unfortunate rabbit hole, I was seeing that in the floral industry, it's pretty much wedding and events. And that is not something I'm particularly interested in, um, at least not in the near future. In the future, I want it to um, continue to be a source of peace. So from my perspective, and I have not found anyone, at least maybe who is known or has a visible online presence, more so use this um, as art therapy. Mm-hmm. And in a way that one would use yoga to calm the body and the mind is the same way you can connect with nature and floral design to also use that as a type of mental therapy. So that is just another um, approach to take, teaching people how to um, do floral design for therapeutic and relaxation purposes. 
Yep. Yep. I think um, when you were talking, one thing I thought about was how I've seen, I've only found two other women who are doing courses and that's what I eventually would like to do. Um, But I I know you and I have talked a lot about how I'm really, um, I don't know the word. I like really want my courses, air quotes, you can't see Mm -hmm. me doing it, but I'm doing them (laughs) to be challenges um, rather than a course and how I like feel that those two things are very different. Um, And how I'm hoping that my challenges are what will help me to stand out among uh, the competition. Because I, love I think for moms, they, in specific, and it, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, people in general like to compete and like a challenge. So um, I'm hoping, and so the first one's been going well, but I think that's, that's some, another way that I'm trying to, you know, I've done the research. And then, like you said, I'm figuring out how can I stand out? Oh, I love that. And because you go into the Facebook groups and get all the feedback and you're running this first challenge, you know what people need. And if that's not a course format, then lean into that. Yeah. And that's totally okay that maybe people with, I don't know, people care about followers, but more followers or more engagement are, uh, are running courses. But you say, you know what, for my specific niche of moms, they want to be engaged with the challenge. Someone who is with them weekly, someone who is giving um, day-to-day or weekly feedback. And I think that's brilliant that you're recognizing that and not looking to waver on that to do something that's a, a format that might not be for your audience. Yep. Yep. Awesome. And then our last tip for choosing your business topic is it's okay to test and learn. So... This one is a, is a, we need to be very specific because this is not to say launch this, that every other month because you posted on Instagram five times and didn't get the response you wanted. And so you want to change your topic. This doesn't mean that you published your freebie and only got two subscribers in two months. Um, That's not what this means. It means that if you started with something and you went through the process and you realize it does not feel good and it doesn't bring joy to your life and it's not bringing harmony to the rest of your life, then pivot. It's okay to do that. It's okay to try something and say, you know what? This is not what I thought it was going to be. This did not make me feel the way it was going to be. And also knowing that everything in business is not going to make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. That's not realistic. But just having that self-awareness to know, I need to pivot my business. Or if you start with one idea and you say, you know what? It turns out I'm getting the feedback that my customers actually want this. And being able to flip your idea or alter it in order to accommodate your customers, that's okay. You're going to test and learn. Collect those data points. um, And do what's best for the business. And of course you. Yep. And I just um, saw on a webinar this week, um, an S curve. I'm not sure if you know, like I'll try to describe it, but basically what it is, is like um, thinking about how people learn and how you can, how you can grow anything, a skill, a business, whatever it is at the beginning, it's going to be really slow. So it's like um, almost, horizontal line going across the the graph 
and then you're going to, you're learning, learning, learning. It's really, really slow. So like you might be like Alva said, posting your um, freebie and getting two subscribers. You might be going live and no one is there. You might be putting a poll up on Instagram and you get zero responses. All things have happened to me. Um, so like all it's really, really slow, but you're learning, you're learning, learning, and there's going to be a point where you learn, you grow, you've done the work, you have the followers, whatever it is that all of a sudden your growth is going to spike. And now you're, it's going up the Y axis. Um, if you're thinking of a graph, so it's almost horizontal and then it, it spikes and it goes up. So this is, we're saying test and learn to say that like, Maybe yes, you do these, you do the research, you try it out and it's really not for you. So you'd pivot, whatever. But we're also saying it to say, learn, try different things within your topic before you just like quit. Because all those things you're doing could eventually hit that turning point, that breaking point where all of a sudden your line skyrockets and you get all these followers, you're getting all these customers, you're, you know, live and there's a thousand people watching you, whatever it might be. Um, And then you get to the top of that curve and it, it kind of balances out, but you're more at the top. So I think that's the S if you picture an S in your head. Um, so I think like, yes, do, definitely test and learn. Definitely feel, feel okay with like making shifts if you need to, but stick with it too, because you never know when you might do that thing or you might've learned enough or you might've um, put in enough hours to say to for your following to feel like, oh, they are an expert. I do want to buy from them. Or, you know, all these things are happening. People are watching who you don't even know are watching. Um, that you might just hit a point where all of a sudden you're making the the amount of money you want to make. You're helping all the people you want to help. So um, stick with it and at the same time feel comfortable with being your own boss, being the CEO of your business and making shifts when you need to. Wise words, wise words. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So to recap our four tips for choosing your business topic, one, let it be in harmony with the rest of your life. Two, do what you enjoy. Three, get to know your arena. And four, it's okay to test and learn. Yep. So just to close out, these are tips that you can use if you're like, what do I need? What, how can I choose my topic? Um, I have all these different ideas. Which one might be the one that I want to move forward with? So use, go through each of these steps, try them out. Um, see which one sticks, which one feels good, which one you enjoy, um, which one works with how you want to build the business so that's in harmony with the rest of your life, and then go with it. So choose one, put a time limit on it. <laughs> um, don't do these things for four months, do them for a week, and then choose a topic and start. Um, we already, if you want some ideas for getting started, our first episode is about getting started, so go back and listen to that, but then just start. Um, Try these things out, figure out what works for you and start. You will be really happy and proud of yourself for doing it. Yep. And you'll see, you'll visibly see the progress each week. If you're putting in the daily work, you will see the progress. Definitely. All right. So that's what we have for you today. See you next time. Bye.